welcome to Two Book Minimum, because life's too short to only read one book at a time. I'm Monica Fumarolo. Some of the most challenging displays for me in the library are ones in the vein of, like this, try that. Whenever I'm talking to students or others because they want a book recommendation, I always ask for the titles of a few things that they've liked, or ask about a story they were drawn to. If they liked reading an action-packed novel, was it the spycraft that they found so engaging, or were they more curious about what was motivating the evil guy to be so evil? In that book about dueling magicians, was it just the magic that had you hooked, or was it specifically that historical vibe that made it special? There's no right or wrong answer, and it can be so hard to pin down what exactly it is about a book that you liked that you're looking for in your next novel escape. But sometimes, so rarely, there comes along a story that I read it and I immediately know its audience and what it will pair well with. If you're like me, that your summer reading may be thoughtful but not necessarily heavy, and you don't mind books that look at relationships, particularly the kissing kind, then this episode is for you. Both of the novels I'll be talking about have average yet extraordinary women writers at the center who find themselves in the orbit of famous men. I'll be talking about Romantic Comedy by Curtis Sittenfeld, but first up is Funny You Should Ask by Alyssa Sussman. What do you do when your past won't leave well enough alone? Such is the question facing the protagonist in Funny You Should Ask by Alyssa Sussman, which was published by Random House in 2022. Ten years ago, Chini Horowitz was a little baby of a writer, still grinding away and hoping for a big break. And then it came in the form of Gabe Parker, the up-and-coming movie star who was the first American man to be cast as the legendary 007. Cheney, of all the journalists in all the land, has been the one chosen to write his profile. A decade later, her career has taken off since that piece was first published, whereas Gabe's career has been a bit more of a roller coaster, with more lows than highs. Still, people are obsessed with what Cheney wrote and want an update with the anniversary of its publication coming up. The plan? To recreate the weekend the two spent together. The one in which Cheney has always insisted that nothing untoward happened, and no one believed her, especially given the events that happened after the article came out. Can people ever really change? If nothing happened between Gabe and Cheney, why can't either of them seem to step up and face the feelings and bitter truths about what those 72 hours meant to them all those years ago? Traditionally, I have liked my stories to be clear-cut about who the good guys and the bad guys are, who we are we supposed to root for, who we want to see with a happy ending, and who deserves the crap that's come their way. And while there's absolutely a time and place for those stories, I here find myself more and more often rooting for the anti-hero, which is what Cheney is, a stance that is in a lot of ways more interesting. I felt for her. It's not like she's necessarily done anything overtly wrong, but sometimes she just can't get a fair shake. And she's gritty and determined and stubborn, and she lies sometimes, but she lies to herself most of all. And still, I wanted her at the very least, to get some closure and peace and to please God, just tell us what happened with Gabe already. I like books where women don't apologize for being smart and talented and tenacious, even though that often casts them in a negative light. But these women, they still recognize within themselves that maybe the truth as they believed it wasn't actually so black and white. 
that there is growing to be done and wrongs to be righted. Chini is each of us, desperately wanting a look behind the curtain, and what we find is both completely unexpected, but also not surprising at all. I recently read Sussman's latest novel, Once More with Feeling, and it has a similar mission statement. Both books are well worth the read. Romantic Comedy by Curtis Sittenfeld was published by Random House in 2023. I started reading this book on a Sunday morning, the day before I had Monday off, and I'm so glad I didn't have to work the next morning because it meant I could stay up way past my bedtime to finish this. That's how much I enjoyed this book. It's 2018. Meet Sally, a writer on a weekly sketch comedy show. It's basically SNL without being called that. Full of the same types of lore and quirky traditions. The writer and cast members she shares an office with is decidedly average looking, yet he is the third guy from the show in the recent past to end up in a relationship with a celebrity woman who most would consider, visually speaking, incredibly out of his league. Sally is convinced there are some laughs to be had with a situation like this, so it's one of the sketches she's working on the same week that the popular singer and ultra-attractive Noah Brewster is set to be on the show as both the musical guest and the host. Over the course of the next few days, hijinks ensue, and Sally wonders if it's possible for a woman in her mid-30s to actually develop a crush so quickly and is also plagued with doubt because of her beliefs that hot men and plain women never end up together. But that's only part of the story. Only two short years later, everyone on the planet finds themselves in a very different situation of the lives we once knew, Sally and Noah being no exceptions. I don't want to say too much, but let's just say two years is a long time and no time at all. Perhaps it is because I am also a single woman in my 30s, similarly fulfilled in my professional life, but woefully tragic romantically, and I also have issues with my body, that this book had me feeling all of the things. It hit all the right places, it checked all the boxes. There was tension. There were authentic friendships and realistic relationships with family members. Sittenfeld does a wonderful job at showing how a woman who has, quote-unquote, tried and failed and tried again, and worked hard can still have a meaningful and fulfilling existence, even if it's not the one she planned. It's still work worth doing, and she matters all the more for it. There is so much more I want to say about this novel, but again, saying much more would absolutely spoil it. And this book is such a treat if you go into it and get taken along for the ride, surprises and all. This was a five-star book for me, and I don't hand those out all that often. I already can't wait to reread this one. And that's the story for now. I'm currently reading Middle Game by Shannon McGuire, and until next time, happy reading.